If you work from home or another remote location, you know what a huge blessing it is. For me, few things are more valuable than my time. And the decision to work from home has added years to my life, literally years. G'day, it's Peter, and welcome to Office Anywhere, a podcast about working and living on your terms, whether that's cutting code on the deck of a Balinese villa, crafting ad copy from a cafe in Portland, Oregon, or building websites from a home office in Melbourne, Australia. If you've had enough of the daily commute and the limitations that working in an office imposes, or you're already working remotely but you want to explore some of the doors that it opens for you, then this is the podcast for you. To learn more about Office Anywhere, just go to officeanywhere.co. The truth is most of us waste hours every day, acting as though we have an endless supply of them. Nothing is more finite than our time, yet we squander it in traffic, in meetings and other settings that eat away at our lives. Until I began working from home, I never realised how thoughtlessly I'd been operating all those years. Today, I walk around my neighbourhood after dropping my son at school, and I see people rushing out of their driveways to join the slow-moving car park called the morning commute. It just doesn't seem right. It doesn't feel human somehow. I'm sure it's fine for some people. You know, perhaps they find morning traffic relaxing. Maybe they love their office and all the people in it. Monday sales meetings are probably fun for them. And yes, I know we can't all work from home or else everything would fall apart, but many of us can. So if you're one of those who do or can but haven't crossed over yet, these are my top three habits that make working remotely more productive and more enjoyable. The first is something I call one till done. I've been a list maker for as long as I can remember. I had a file of facts when they were hip. I bought my first PDA before Palm Pilots were a thing. I make lists. I've always made lists. And the most important thing on any list I make is the number that I assign to each item. Yes, I number them in order of importance, not urgency, although sometimes they're the same thing. But here's the important part. I don't look at number two or three or four until I finish number one. I stick with number one until it's done. And here's why. If I can't finish it that way, how the hell can I finish it while dabbling in the others? If you want to power through your work and do a better job of it as well, start with your number one job and focus on it until it's done. Now, I recognize that done might mean completing a specific component of a job. For example, you can't build a whole website before noon. The point is, define the job, stay on it, and knock that sucker over before tackling the next one. And one more thing, create your list for tomorrow, today. Keep it simple and set the order based on importance. If you do this every day, you'll be amazed what happens. Bottom line, if you can't finish everything this way, you'll never finish it any other way. All right, number two is ignore everything, almost. Everyone tells you to minimize distractions, turn off your social alerts, that kind of thing. I go a few steps further because I found the switching cost of stopping work to look at my phone and then back again to the job I was doing is just too high. Think of how many times an alert, a bing, sent you down a rabbit hole for half an hour. You didn't need that pair of heels you just saw on Instagram, yet here you are, distracted, a little poorer, and a little bit ashamed as well. So I don't have any social media alerts on my phone, ever. Also, I don't receive email on my phone, ever. And I'll go you one further. Often, I won't even answer my phone or respond to a text unless it relates to the job that I'm currently working on. If a job is really difficult, I'll even put my phone on silent and place it face down for an hour. 
That's rare, though, because I'm paranoid it'll be the only time my kids get caught up in a terrorist plot and I won't see their text in time to save them. Um, I know you parents get me on this. So bottom line, your brain is a supercomputer capable of remarkable acts of creativity and problem solving. If you distract it with stupid bings all the time, it becomes no better than a file effects. Third one is kick email on the balls. Email is the most widely used productivity tool on the planet. It's also the biggest drain on productivity on the planet, although social media is getting right up there. If you're not careful, and most of us aren't, your inbox will demolish all hope of being a productivity powerhouse. Here's how I've mastered my inbox. When I check my mail, I sort them first by subject. That way, the crap is easy to spot and delete. Then I sort them by sender. Important people, in other words, clients, readers, suppliers, in that order generally, get my attention first. Then with each email, I either respond to it and file it, delegate it to someone, schedule a follow-up in my diary and file it, or forward it to someone, schedule a follow-up and file it, or I delete it. With those that I delegate or forward, I schedule a follow-up so the interested parties aren't left hanging. As for filing, I've created a set of folders and subfolders where everything I've dealt with lives. Nothing stays in my inbox. I deal with it, then I file it. Finally, I sort the remaining items by date sent, so I can address them in the order that they left the sender's keyboard. I deal with these the same way as the others. Respond, delegate, forward or delete. Once they're done, my inbox is empty. Okay, so now onto the big one. My email app doesn't check for new mail until I tell it to and I only tell it to three times a day. I have alerts on my phone that remind me to hit the send receive button on my email at 9.30, 2.30 and 4.30 and that's it. This is how I get more done than most of my colleagues. I control the distractions. I decide where my attention goes and I never abdicate it to others. After all, I'll never get my last 10 minutes back. Now, I realize some of these things might be difficult at first, even if you want to do them. Inertia can be a heavy rock to budge. New habits take time to develop, I get that. But your life is just a series of habits, each one moving you towards or away from the life you want. The best book I've ever read on this is Atomic Habits by James Clear. I heard him do an interview with Corbett Barr on the Fizzle Show podcast, and his ideas made brilliant, crystal clear sense to me. If change is hard for you, I recommend you get the book. And it could easily change your life, as it did mine. Anyway, that's enough for me for this week. Thanks for hanging out with me again. And if you want to read the blog post, there's a couple of links in there uh, to Atomic Habits and The Fizzle Show, plus a couple of other stories related to this that might be useful to you. Just go to officeanywhere.co slash 81. And until next week, here's to living and working on your terms. I'll catch you then. See ya. See ya.